Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Mother She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is David T. Rex Ferguson of Bob Seska's Goth Ninja Thursdays on his podcast. So David's been on the show a million times. I love him. We love each other. We're going to listen to at least some of his new song higher ground, which is awesome. But before we start the show, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, supported by listeners, and it's woman run. A great big thank you to everybody who supports the show. If you enjoy today's podcast, visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Check out all the tiers. I do include a tier with a much shorter intro and no ads. You can hear the free shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and they're followed up by What's Up, a show just for patrons where I talk about anything that comes to mind. It's a little more personal, kind of like my online diary. Visit Patreon dot com slash start me up and don't forget you can find start me up on itunes stitcher and wherever podcasts are found now please enjoy my conversation with david t-rex ferguson welcome back to the show david hi it's been a long time it has it's been a while since last we purchased that's (laughs) that's what my friend said uh just real quick my friend was dubbing a movie back in the like late 80s and it was a it was a movie and he was gay he is gay it was a movie uh called the wicked lady and mm-hmm. um it's just this cheesy movie with faye dunaway and so he played <sighs> he played faye dunaway and he was doing her voiceover and that's what he said it's been such a long time since last we purchased and it made no sense <laughs> <laughs> but it was, i always say that now because of him but anyway, so how have you been? I mean, I know you've been goth ninja-ing with, with you know, Bob and Jody. Yeah, I, honestly, you're catching me on a day when I've just been kind of a... I'm, I think I'm in the post-creation kind of hangover of putting <laughs> the song together and putting it out because I was going through just a couple of days there where I, I just, I don't know, part of me is like, why am I trying to intrude on this, like, space that's reserved these days in our culture for people who aren't old enough to buy their own beer you know like i don't know i went to a party last week and there's this woman in town won't mention any names god bless her she goes to every single party that i go to and she always (laughs) takes like 70 pictures and she is amazing at taking horrible pictures of me <laughs> i mean it's just uncanny of course she tags you and you go right. look and you're like oh my god my face looks like a bag of dirty socks like i mean i just look like a reanimated corpse and it makes me feel just like ugh, like people are gonna come for me if i try to like move out into this space of making music people are gonna be like you're old and ugly and you need to go home like you know like it's just ugh. I yeah, know how you I'm feel. Just, I do know how you feel. That's I'm awesome. worried this is going to end up just being an hour of me sitting here going, do you think I'm pretty? <laughs> do, you think, <laughs> do you think I'm as pretty as Bob? Yeah. No. Um, what well, about we, John Fugel saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But we all have our special gifts. <laughs> right? No, but I know. I know. There's a picture of me at my... Um, I'm trying to think who, who, okay. So it's my brother married a woman and then her son got married. So I went to their wedding. It was back in 2018 and I was probably at the height of my weight gain from, uh, what do you call it? Uh, estrogen. And I saw a picture Mm. of myself and I wanted to just die. I just wanted to die. I've never seen myself look that way. And I know that, you know, Bob is always fond of telling me whenever I'm so hard on myself, he's like, oh, you know, it's just the iPhone. And if you're at a certain angle and it's like, you know what, that's all nice and good, but I'm fat. 
for me. I was fat at the time, and it was it was horrifying to see that picture of myself. So I told, I mean, it's not just that one. I've, I have, of course, many. And it's funny because you know, whenever I take a selfie, it's like I have to take five hundred selfies to find one that I'm like, oh yeah, okay, like I like that one. And then people go, do you ever take a bad picture? Yeah, I have four hundred ninety nine of them. <laughs> yeah. They're all in the wastebasket of my phone. That's get deleted. Yeah, I, I think everybody does, and that's one of the things. Yeah. Like, for a long time, I was really not adept at the whole like selfie video filter i still don't know how to use a video filter um and one of the reasons i stopped making videos is because it was just so upsetting i know i know how to you feel looks so bad like I, and it's i'm being completely a big baby well you're you're like, abusing I mean, now, yourself and you shouldn't do that i just did this wait yeah. i just did this podcast for my patrons only and it's about being your own best friend and you know it's mm, funny because that's what my therapist always used to say she's like what would you do for david yes that's so that's it and it's funny because there's this guy who listens to my podcasts and uh i'm he had said something to me the other day he commented and he he said his name is benjamin he he said you're so hard on yourself that's my husband's name oh and my brother's name but he said you're so hard on yourself and it's like i've heard that my whole life because i am I always am hard on myself and, and we're so hard on ourselves sometimes, but it's true. It, and this woman, I was, I had watched this video. This woman had cancer and she actually got over cancer, but she was looking at herself in the mirror and she, clumps of hair had fallen out and she was so skinny and she felt really bad and she started crying and she said she wasn't crying because the way she looked, she was crying because she felt like the negative thoughts that she had and you know, her negativity is what caused the cancer. That's what she believed. And, and she, she said Ugh. from that moment on that she was going to be her own best friend and stop telling herself that negative shit. And it's funny, though, because I said this in my podcast, too. That's and, good for your mental health, but it will not stop you from getting cancer. Well, right. But I, but, but I, think, I think, though, there is a correlation of, our, of, of how we think on our health. And part of like just what I take from that, and I said this on my Patrons Only show, but you know, Bob's always telling me if, if I'm stressed out about something, he'll tell me he's like the fastest way. It's like stress is like shards of glass in your stomach. It's so detrimental to your health. And it's true that if oh, you trust me, I know. Yeah. So if you spend all this time in negativity, I don't think it's good for you. And I'm not saying she wouldn't have gotten cancer. But I'm just saying what she took from it is that she said from now on, I'm going to be my own best friend no matter what. And it's sometimes it's really hard. It's really hard. When you're used to thinking negative thoughts about yourself and then you have to be your own best friend, but that's exactly what would you tell your best friend if somebody was saying, if somebody said, you know, oh, my face looks like a dirty bag of socks. <laughs> what, would, <laughs> what would you say <laughs> to yeah, your best I friend? Like you're being a big baby and there are you know, all kinds of people out there who would kill to still have their natural hair color. Exactly. I mean, my therapist is like, look around at other 54 year old men, David you've got it going on yeah you know and i'm just like ah yeah i don't know i just like sometimes it's just like the tide turns in my brain I know. and the wind starts blowing from a bad direction and i just have a bad day yeah we all yesterday we all do we all do my husband yesterday. <laughs> i was such an <laughs> asshole because i was just like please stop talking to me please like, i just want an hour of quiet and then yeah. the internet went down and he gets completely flummox when stuff yeah. like that happens and, <laughs> and he works from home and he works online and when things go you know he's like mm -hmm. doing important shit he's interpreting for like big government organizations mm -hmm. and stuff that i'm not supposed to talk about because he's got the security clearance and everything now but like so but and i was just like handle it yeah right <laughs> it's like what would you do if i wasn't here he's like exactly. i would call you i'm like 
<laughs> I would call you. <laughs> That's so funny. But see, you're needed and you're important. So take that. It's true. No, and I have the cutest, sweetest husband in the world. Which brings us to the song. You yes, it does. Yes, we're going to talk about your song. I just want to say this. You sent me the MP3 and I'm almost positive that Bob's going to figure it out. But on the very, you know, small chance that he can. I know he can. But just in case he can't, it is. I, I have it in. It's linked in the Patreon description of this show. But, um, you know, this is the what you sent me is beyond me. So Bob's going to have to do it. And we're going to insert it after the show. He audio all the time. He, like, just, he uh, totally knows what he's doing. Every week. So I'm pretty sure he's going to I'm pretty it sure. Out, so let's talk about your song. So um, Higher Ground is the name. Yes. And it came on like a, like a fever. Like it just, like I was just playing around with stuff on the computer and it just started to fly together. And for like a week I did nothing else except like keep tinkering with it and and like doing another layer of vocals. And then, you know, it's hyper-focus. Like everything (laughs) else just kind of went away. Mm -hmm. Um, And then every time you're there, you think this is good. Like I'm going to do this all the time now. I'm going to put out a song every week. (laughs) Right. And then it's like, yeah. And then you're just like kind of flattened after the experience. But, um, you know, it reads as a love song, and I was thinking about my husband when I was writing it, but I was also thinking about a friend of mine who has, you know, two teenage kids and is going through a divorce on another continent. Um, you know, she's an American, but she married, you know, someone who lives in Europe, and it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, her life is just going to be kind of shitty for a while. Mm-hmm. And But she is, like, bearing up and doing what we do, you mm-hmm. know, and just finding a way to make it through. And that, I'm just kind of... And that's something I feel like a, a lot of American women are doing right now mm-hmm. in the wake of this like terror attack on yeah. your reproductive autonomy yeah. um, by the Supreme Court. Um, but it's amazing. I mean, this is what you know, this is one of the things I, I I love about women. And I don't know. Did you see that article about how more women are choosing to stay by themselves because men don't know how to have feelings? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the article, but I'm not really overly surprised. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember where I read it. It wasn't Slate. It was somewhere else. But it was just it was an article about how. Um, men feel like they more and more men are ending up alone because they don't have relationship skills because we don't teach men right to communicate we don't teach men mm-hmm. to talk about honestly about what they're feeling and so lots of women are just like hey i would rather be by myself than have someone who's the human equivalent of a landfill <laughs> you know in my life that is constantly sucking up my time and energy with their issues and is unable to be emotionally intelligent and, yeah. Um, and it's a uh, it's a direct countercurrent to people like that Andrew Tate guy who I only just heard of because he just got jerked off of all the different platforms because he's a raging misogynist apparently and huh. is like speaking to thirteen year old boys and telling oh them that God. you know women are objects and right. like, it is just gross and you know there is this like reactionary thing happening but I don't think it like helps these guys it doesn't make them any happier no it just makes them more bitter and less likely to actually pair off with a human female, Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, God, women, you guys (laughs) seriously (laughs) put up with so much. (laughs) Like, and from what I'm gathering, most straight guys, not that great in the sack either because they, uh, no, no. Well, you know, I mean, I will say not that I've had sex with everyone because I certainly have not, but, uh, you know, in my, in (laughs) my, 
in my experience, um, I would say that most of them didn't understand. You know, did you ever watch Sex in the City? No. Okay, well, there's... I watched a couple of episodes, like, past, like I didn't inhale. Like, right, 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 right. I was watching it, but I... Um, well, there, there, there was a episode where Miranda went okay. out with this guy, and he didn't know how to give her an orgasm, and that was the whole gist of their thing. Mm. And so he thinks he's giving all the women orgasms, and she would lie they're to him. All faking it just to yeah, get it over with, right? And so she would lie to him just for that reason. And then finally, you know, she, she, he's like, "What are you talking about? All the other women I've been with," and she's like, "No." And then she said, "You know where you think the the clitoris, the clitoris is." It's about two inches above that. <laughs> was like, oh, or, you know, heart. how maybe not two inches, but yeah. So, and the, I think a lot of men, you know, it's funny. I wrote this uh, article. It's not really an article, blog post about this guy. I'll just call him Antonio because that's not his real name. And he had a massive, <laughs> massive, massive penis. It was huge. It was like third leg. It, and I'm not kidding you because I describe it this way. And but he I, didn't know what to do with it, did he? He didn't because you know where he... Well, uh, let me, he could let me, stampeding <laughs> in. <laughs> but this, here's the funny like, part. Dude. He would, Wait, he was 24. I was 34. And he was really good looking, mm. really cute. And I was surprised that he liked me because he was like an actor slash model type. And normally those guys were not interested in me. So when, he, when I found out that he was i thought oh my god that's so funny just i was flattered and i was not interested in him he was married and then it was so funny because eventually he he leave he and his wife get a divorce and he's like hey can we kick it in the corner <laughs> which i knew what that meant is so los angeles it is it's so los angeles and so i told him i'm like you know what i'm really busy for the next two weeks um i couldn't give him an answer at that point i'm like i don't know if i want to have sex with this guy so i'm like call me back in two weeks i'm not even kidding you like two literally the second the phone rings okay he wants to kick it in the corner and so i was like okay and he had uh, he had we, we worked in fragrance together we sold perfume together and so while we're all working together um, it comes out that he has a big penis. And I believed him. I, f- I figured he wasn't lying, right? And sure enough, he was not lying. So, you know, he comes over and we're at my apartment and we start kissing and everything. And I f- I, I'm feeling like kind of nervous. I don't know why, but I'm just feeling nervous and I'm not even kidding you. So he unbuttons his pants and he like presents his fucking tree trunk, tor- hugest penis I've ever seen, <laughs> at, like practically on a purple royal pillow. Like, behold, my hugely large it it. was so (laughs) big and every orifice in my body like vacuum sealed shut i was like oh my god and it was not fun it was actually too big um but uh i think that here the point here is he was terrible and i found out later see i'm bossy (laughs) i'm like if we've come this far and got our clothes off i'm getting (laughs) well part of it it was he was you just lay there buddy and i (laughs) (laughs) but he was just too fucking big it was too big and but the thing is is i learned from someone else that okay if a baby can come out of there i don't care how big i know but i'm telling you it was not good Uh, but somebody told me that okay he only had sex with his wife and before he had learned how to have sex with porno and that was evident and so yeah yeah. that's what it was it was just he thought you know and then it it got worse because i had sex with him a total of three times i gave it three solid tries and the last time he he just kept saying things like he was actually going out with a really famous person's daughter and he wanted us to have the threesome and i'm like no and then he's like what if what then he says to me (laughs) then he says to me will you let me come on your face? And I said, no, 
no. How would you like it if someone came on your face? And he's like, that's disgusting. And I'm like, yeah, it pretty much is. I said, some people may like it. I don't like it. He was so, it was like, the. he's like, I'm a man. No one would come on. It's like, whatever, dude. Nobody, I don't want whatever, that on my dude. face. I'm a man too, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> don't want that. And <laughs> then he's like. Probably. And but he just kept throwing, he, then he wants to do it up but the see, butt. Like, but this is the thing. Like, you, you don't just like pop that out of the hat in like first five minutes. I mean, it's one of the, it's like, but like he was 24 straight friend who has one of those massive units and he like pretty much before he even tries penetration, he like tries to get his partner at least two thirds of the way, if not all the way to an orgasm Yeah, because at that point, everything relaxes Mm -hmm. and you're good to go no Mm -hmm. matter, you know, like, but yeah, but like a few kisses and then stick it in. It's like fucking, it hurts. No, but that's bad. That's porn movies. And that life doesn't work that way. But like I said, I'm I'm bossy. I mean, like, no, how, (laughs) you know, (laughs) hold up there, cowboy. Like, let's put on some music and slow this down a little. Hold up there. Well, and then he want, he's like, I want to, will you call me Poppy? And I was like, no, I'm fucking white. I'm not going to call you Poppy. And then, uh, I don't know. He, he, then the last time we had sex. Okay. So in case you are faint of heart, this is a little descriptive. So, but basically what happened was he, he took the condom off and he basically did it on my face. I was so Dude. fucking angry. Consent. Consent. I was so angry. And so he left. And I remember it's like I went into my bedroom and I saw the condom and I was so grossed out by all of it. And I washed my sheets and it was like, oh, I don't even want to. And that was it. I never had sex with him again. But it was funny because he wasn't a famous person, but he was on a television show. But it was a television show on Telemundo. And um, because he was Chilean, mm. he was really cute. And and then so this girl that he was dating was the daughter of a really famous person, which I don't want to say. But it was like, oh my god, yeah, I could have totally. I could have about come on faces. We might as well go all the way. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't want to say. But it was like it was so was funny. It a rock star or a politician? No, it was actually a very very famous um, person on the radio. Let's just say that. Okay. It's very famous, but but somebody every, everybody <laughs> knows who it is. So it's Terry Grace. It's Terry I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. But but with your song though, <laughs> I just want to get back to your song for a minute because I know. Yes. Oh my God. You've... We've gone all the way. <laughs> We're talking about come on your man. face. <laughs> So, okay, you were inspired, um, but you were talking about the fact that it's kind of like politics. So how does it, how is it attached to politics? Well, I just, I, I feel like there's this national trauma that we're not, that we're only semi-processing about, like suddenly being told that your body is not yours. Right, right. Um, and it's just disgusting. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I, I've seen like, I mean, a lot of the women I know right now are just feeling really like, fuck this. Yeah. Like, and just kind of, um, especially after the pandemic, when like so many women have been like taking care of elderly parents yeah. while raising kids mm-hmm. and working and trying to keep people safe, and you know, it just it's. I feel like, and I was. I mean, we're all at this point. Like, we're two and a half years into the most stressful fucking thing that's ever happened yeah. to us, and like, I am still masking up in public. I'm Me still too. not going indoors to restaurants. I'm still not going to concerts. Or mm-hmm. I mean, and it's like. And so far, I haven't had COVID, but I know same. I just, um, but uh, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, but I'm, and I only just imagine that it's more so 
I mean, I, I, I recognize the threat to Obergefell that is posed mm-hmm. by people mm-hmm. like Clarence Thomas saying, like, mm-hmm. you thought you had rights, but that's not settled right. as long as we're here. Um, but it's already, I mean, it's happening to women. It's, you know, like, it's yeah. now. It's immediate. It's, you know, fucking little girls who've been raped by their brothers yeah. having to, oh, God. I, I mean, uh, I just. It's awful. It is awful, and so I feel like right now this song like is the kind of thing that like I, we we should be singing to each other about having each other's backs. Yes, and about how yes, like the world is increasingly terrifying and awful, but I will fight for you. I'm here to fight alongside you. Okay, and so we'll here here's it. here's what I want to say. Number one, I want we are going to listen to some of the song. Um, now Bob has to make sure that this all works, and I'm sure he will. But we're going to put the song in after the show because I'm not Bob and I don't have that special technology where I can do all things at once. (laughs) So um, we're going to insert the song now. We're going to listen to some of it and then it is available on Patreon. If you go to my Patreon uh, of this show, the uh, post of this show, you can click on the link and you can listen to the song. Um, I think you sent me it was at the Astral. What is it called? The Astral Bandcamp, the Astral Summer Bandcamp, com. Okay. And the song is there, um, but it's also on iTunes and Spotify uh, and all of your streaming services. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's. I need to go check my stats on that. Yeah. Anyone streaming me. (laughs) And so. me. (laughs) Okay, well, let's let's take a a quick break and we're going to listen to some of your song, Higher Ground.
And, you know, I really, I love this, there is, there's this dreamy, it's so good. And I love, what is it, the core, I love the chorus. And, and I'm not just saying that because, like, I want to be really clear. If you listen to the chorus, it's a little Easter egg. I put the sound of a jet flying over. Like right at the beginning of the chorus, and if you're not listening for it, it just sounds like some kind of percussion effect. But when you know it's there, mm-hmm. and you can hear the afterburn. It's kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> the the hit, like the one, so it well, it goes high ground, and the ground is the one of the one, two, three, four of the chorus. So I was like, how can I make some excitement happen right before the chorus when I'm singing the word higher, and when it just instead of coming out of nowhere, and I was like, a jet. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. That's um, so, I mean, that's, I mean, I would, you know, you're talking to me like it's Japanese because I don't, I don't, I've never put together music. I would have no reason to. So that's, mm-hmm. I didn't even, well, I wouldn't I'll, even I mean, think I, like I that. Could, I could break this down though and make it easy because like, you're probably not the only person listening who is like, what? <laughs> but you know, every single song is one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, or one, two, three, one, or one, you mm-hmm. know, it's a, it's a, everything breaks down into measures. Right. Right. So the first beat of the measure is the one, and then it's two, three, and four. But in the chorus of this song, the one of the one, two, three, four is actually on the third word, on the second word, on ground. Mm. It goes on high ground, and the ground is the one. So I was like, I have to like generate some like energy so it doesn't seem like the chorus is coming out of nowhere. Do you know what? I, do you yes. see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yes. And if you listen now, you'll hear it. You'll be like, "Oh yeah!" Huh. Like the music for the chorus and the next, the second beat, kicks in like on like as the chorus is already underway. So like, yeah, I really I love this sound I got from this. I felt like it feels kind of like sort of trip hop meets eighties. It's like Tears yeah, for Fears, really, yes. Sade song sort of. Yeah, yeah. Like, and just I mean, I am not a big fan of new music, and it's not for any other reason than it just I just haven't heard a lot of new music that resonates with me and you know Bob plays a lot of good independent music on his show Mm -hmm. and some of that I like but your song and again I'm not saying this to kiss your ass I'm not saying this because you're on my show I really like this song it's just got such a good feel to it it's and and not only that I think you know you made it like because I think it's fascinating when people explain the creative process like you did how it just kind of came to you and I know that because you know and, and my book Peyton's Choice which is about teen abortion and it's certainly not like some Pulitzer Prize winning great book it's it's a good story but that happened to me it was like it just kind of came through me 
And that feeling is like no other. It is one of the most euphoric and joyful experiences to have like this creativity flowing through you where you're not trying to conjure. Try it with a band. It's amazing when it's a shared experience. Yeah. Yeah. I can bet. And you're, it's like, oh God, I missed that. The pandemic kind of killed that for me because my like rock band kind of broke down because we had a member who's had a, you know, partner who'd been through breast cancer. Wow. you know, had been through radiation and chemo mm-hmm. and the outside of the pandemic did not have much of an immune system. Yeah. And then our drummer was a respiratory therapist at a hospital. Wow. So it's like, yeah, we can't put these people in the same. No. Uh, wow. And so I learned to use a uh, music composition software, GarageBand. It's on your laptop. It's mm-hmm. super user friendly. My brother is like a pro tools guy and he's kind of snobby about it. <laughs> doing this with garage band and i was like dude it's free <laughs> dude like, it's free <laughs> came with my laptop and exactly but i mean yeah yeah i'm not gonna pay 450 dollars yeah. or however many hundred thousands to get the whole pro tools suite when right now i can do everything i need with garage band but i may move up to a thing called logic which is a different system but it's hmm. a little more flexible but mm-hmm. I have yet to hit a wall with GarageBand hmm. that I'm like, I can't do what I need to do. Right. Like I, I, um, it keeps, and it keeps like little features open up and you're like, Ooh, I can do that. <laughs> Excellent. You know, like it's really like, it's, I, I get that mad scientist feeling sometimes where it's just, yeah. like, you know, it's just that rush of creation and like, and it, I feel like there are works of art for every artist mm-hmm. that like push you to the next level. And yes. I feel like this song, like this song, it's it's bigger than me. It's bigger than like, because there, it really, like you said, it came through me. Yeah, I just connected to it and like put it down. But like, I could feel as it was happening that this is I'm leveling up. Mm-hmm. Like this is taking me to a place that I haven't been able to do before. Yeah, and. And as you know, and I tried initially when I was first writing the lyrics, you know, I have kind of a snarky, like cynical, usually lyric stance. I'm kind of a smart ass lyrically. And <laughs> every time I tried that kind of thing with this song, it just spat it back out. Like, nope, yeah. you will not be putting any lyrics in me that Anita Baker wouldn't sing. You know, like this. And I was like, all right, song, I will. I, yeah, okay, then I, this will be a straightforward, like non-ironic completely sincere moment of opening my heart to the world and Uh, then that see and then you are um like how do i say you're you're paid back with this a beautiful song that people love and i like it's a gift you gave yourself the gift you know what i mean you gave us a gift with the song and i genuinely mean that but you know that that's the thing it's like when when something really comes through you from your heart um meant for positive and meant for good it, it, it usually has its own energy of, I don't know, like yeah. positive, optimistic, happy, loving, whatever, positive energy. And that, I'm all about that these days. I just did this whole patrons-only podcast about being your own, your own best friend. And I've heard that all my life. I've, you know, I've, 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 I've I told you that. But I mean, be it's careful, just... though, because I feel like there is in our culture, like, this kind of, all, there, you know, there is such thing as toxic positivity. Yeah, there is. Where, like, I mean, you know, and I worked in a hospital, and I saw people with cancer who were convinced they were going to die and were just like, okay, everybody, goodbye, fuck mm-hmm. this, I'm angry, I'm gonna, you know, and then they, they turned a corner, 
and lived and I saw people positive attitude themselves right into the, you know. It's yeah. Just- I, I mean, I th- but I think for me, it's like, I don't necessarily, all I know is that I have a tendency to like, okay, let's say I go over to somebody's house and they say something to me that is um, rude or, or not friendly or something like that. So then I'll come home. And then I will think about that and think about it and replay yes. it and live it over and live it over. And then I'll get angry no. and, I'll, and I'll have all those thoughts about being angry at the person. And so what I'm trying, what I'm trying to do now is stay out of that thinking because it's very easy it's for so us much to what do, we it. do though. Yeah, we I know it one is. One negative thing and mm-hmm. focus on that. Like, yeah, we can get accolades out the ass. We're like, oh, you right, know, this and is we amazing. focus on the negative, amazing thing. But then someone says something that stings mm-hmm. a little bit, and that's the thing we chew on, and it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, but yeah. it's kind of human. It is. It's very human, but it's not. But but it's a, it's a stupid choice because what we do is yeah. we start believing the bullshit and we believe the negative stuff and we ignore the positive positive stuff. And I'm not. I am absolutely not interested in toxic positivity. And I don't. You know. I mean. I'm not going to speak to. Anything about cancer. I live in a college town, and there's a lot of, like, you get these kind of people who are, like, uh, sort of weird. Like, they're kind of, like, and they've definitely, like, a bunch of them have glommed onto the Q thing. It's, like, this Mm. yoga, holistic, no vaccines, like, weird, like, if bad things happen to you because you're a bad person. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird that these people are supposedly, like, new age and enlightened, and yet they're some of the most hateful horrible people yeah. that i've ever met well i mean that could be like you know there's all kinds of like fucking marco rubio he's a bullshit christian Ugh. and he weaponizes christianity my grandmother okay she was a catholic she was ne- she never said anything you know negative um or used religion to make somebody feel bad so it's it's like they're you know if, if you're into the new age stuff I, I don't even like to call it i hate all the words we have for it because it, it just mm. it, it, there's all these connotations that come up and um you know, I I just yeah, unfortunately it's verbal shorthand because it takes yeah. you straight. Exactly, like, exactly. It is verbal you know, shorthand. But it's still it's not like it's it's still new age thirty years later. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but That's I do like think alternative was the biggest music in the country, and people were like, well, why is it? What's an alternative to now? Yeah. Like you know, if it's the number one thing, like yeah. But, but I do think it's important. I still have trouble with people who are still calling themselves resistors. I'm like, dude, our guys in the White House. I know, I know. Well, we're resisting <laughs> against the fascism, I guess. But but I think the idea is um, with the positivity or optimism, I mean, this goes over into politics because, you know, there, mm-hmm. I, I see all these Democrats all the time, you know, we're going to lose or, or I'll believe it when I see it. And it's like just because you have an optimistic outlook doesn't mean – you so you're an idiot <laughs> right and it doesn't mean it's going to go the way you want it but it, it it just means that instead of you know swimming in the shit pool and assuming it's going to be shit before it even has a chance to to be good or bad you're assuming it's bad and that's a lot of wasted bullshit time so it's like i would rather have an optimistic I feel like attitude that's a very like dc mindset I feel like that's for the I don't people know about who that. get into that, like, it's a game, like, you know, it's just two football teams. They don't understand that, like, down here in the dirty south, like, these policies have ramifications. No, no, I, I understand. Because, I mean, look, I, I... No, you get it. I'm talking yeah. about people just, like, who are, like, on face and, you know, meet the press or whatever. Oh, and they yeah. have this whole, like, very, like, who's up, who's down, mm-hmm. horse race mentality 
Uh, you know, and I have friends here that are just like they 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 want to be apolitical, and they talk about how both sides are equally bad. And I'm like, dude, they're coming for us. Mm-hmm. Do you understand that when you say that to me, what you're actually saying is that you don't give a shit about my rights? Yeah. <laughs> like because I mean, there is an urgent mandate to vote D. Oh my God, the, there uh, is. And but like uh, you know. Uh, fucking hippies but anyway <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i i remember in 2020 i could not i could not accept that trump was going to win now i knew it was possible but i wouldn't even think about it i wouldn't go there and i just kept focusing on we're going to get we're going to do this we're going to do this and i was afraid but i thought okay we're going to do this we're going to be successful and i knew that yeah i mean god the first night Election night was terrifying. Because, we all knew. We yeah. all warned ourselves about the red. The, the, yes, the red we did, and it was and, happening, you know, and, and it was yet, scary. It happened. We were all on the edge of our seats. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. No, and I didn't really like. I did not really allow myself to think too fucking hard about what would happen if he won, because to me, yes, that's it. It's too terrifying. I mean, but it's also like he never cracked forty nine percent like the entire time yeah. he was in office. And he was able to gain the Electoral College the first time. But the second, I just, I don't know. I kind of knew in my heart that he was going to lose, but that it was still going to be like trying to fucking shit barbed wire to get him mm-hmm, out of there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it turned out to be exactly that, that mm-hmm. it was just as painful. God, he's so horrible. You know, and I've been like kind of catching up today with the whole documents he should <laughs> Yeah. It's just, he's so disgusting and so venal Mm -hmm. and so, like, just totally, like, and I think Michael Cohen is right when he said he was hanging on to that shit to fuck the country. Yes, to extort, yeah, to his get out of jail free. The one thing, though, somebody on my Facebook page said he could still do that because even though if the the FBI got those documents. Yeah, no, we don't know if it's been copied. Yeah, he could still put it out on the internet. Yeah. He could still uh, fuck us over but... with this information. Although, okay, l- let me read here a um, couple different things. O- Omar Rivero, he's of Occupy Democrats. He wrote, Trump is going to prison. The New York Times just revealed that the FBI seized a whopping 300 classified documents from Trump, including national security do- documents, CIA, the National Security Agency, and the FBI. So he seems to believe he's going to jail. And what I wanted to ask you was, now there are other people that um, – think he's going to jail i don't know what's i think he's going to be indicted but like what's your gut on the jail prison situation if trump is indicted and he's found guilty what do you think do you think he'll go to jail because i have a hard time believing that's going to happen i think he might pull a ken lay Hmm. and you know commit suicide before Mm -hmm. he went to prison but i mean i don't know i don't i i I don't make predictions with trump because he is yeah i mean i i can't believe how slippery he has been so far yeah although i tell people you know he's an evil gemini and like gemini's we are tricky (laughs) (laughs) like you saw how fucking long it took to finally catch Gaddafi. yeah another evil gemini Mm -hmm. like it's just like (laughs) when they're bad they're really really bad newt gingrich uh, another Gemini, like wow. just like it's, but yeah, but like crafty and tricky and hard to pin down and kill. Wow, like um, yeah, and that's you know part of my appeal. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I try to use my powers for good. Uh, Wait, I have another question because you said 
you felt in your heart in 2020 that Trump was probably going to lose. So what is your heart telling you about the midterms? Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to keep the Senate. Mm -hmm. But I'll be horrified if the Republicans take the House because, I, I mean, know. fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, know. I mean, I, I just like I really, really I, but I feel like Democratic voters like the fire is lit. Mm -hmm. Like we are coming and we are coming in yes. droves because uh, it's just egregious yeah. what's happened so far. And I think Herschel Walker is going to lose in Georgia because yeah. he's a fucking pathetic, you know, like reanimated scarecrow of a person. I mean, it's just, <laughs> oh God, I, I can't even with him. And I'm, uh, I'm really, I mean, I worry that like the media is going to pale in him. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to totally like get just like, but it's so pitiful at the same time that I don't know that they can. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a weird like thing because it's to me extremely exploitive and it, it is. So, it's so like racist mm -hmm. and like they just think that like, Oh, you know, we'll just run this random, you know, black guy with no qualifications with illegitimate children falling out of his pockets, like loose change. And, and, you know, major. putting a gun to his ex-wife's head. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, he's got so much baggage mm -hmm. and it's just. And he's just, you know, I mean, it, it appears that he has damage because of sports. And um... but see, I've never understood, like, I mean, the Republican Party surely, like, understands that Trump is a fucking loser. And of course he, they do. I mean, I don't understand. I don't know. One of the particularly one of the stories I'm loving this week is that Rick Scott, that fucking hideous mm -hmm. reptile man, mm -hmm. has like squandered the National Senate Republicans mm -hmm. like election funds. Mm -hmm. They have like uh, half as much as they're supposed to have, wow. and a third as much. It's and like I'm like you guys put the guy who got away with the biggest Medicare mm -hmm. fraud in history in charge of your 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 group fund here. Like, yeah, idiots. Really, idiots. Idiots. But, okay, so do you think, obviously, the House, I think, the reason why the House is, po could possibly go GOP is because of the gerrymandering. I think that voters right now, I mean, they're going to show up and they're going to vote for senators and representatives. So I don't think they're just going to leave the representatives blank or anything. The thing is gerrymandering. Do you think there will be, in, because the way yeah, to overcome, I think, is I, I don't know, because, like, people you know, you showing have up. to, like, get twice as many votes as right. a Republican to, to get, I mean, it's... I don't know. I'm just like, I got to take it a day at a time. I can't get too far out over my skis with this stuff because, yeah. like I said, we live in a time of multiple black swan events. Yeah. Like, there's just crazy shit could happen between now. We could have a crazy polio epidemic, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Or, I mean, there's just like, and now there's a mysterious virus that's killing dogs. Mm -hmm. I know. Michigan. I heard. Like, Jeez. Oh, my like, God. Not the fucking dogs. It's bad enough. There, you know. Although I want to, I'm just like I'm getting ahead of myself in my mind. Um, did did Bob tell you about the nasal spray that they're working on that would like prevent COVID altogether? That's what I'm living yeah. for. <laughs> I just I want I'm that now. That's gonna be something that happens soon. But Me too. Like, right now, I'm still like I said, I'm still wearing the mask. Yeah. I'm still not eating in restaurants. You well, know, they, you know what? Omicron Omicron vaccine is going to be out in the next three weeks, I heard. I think it's going to be the Pfizer version. I think after that, Moderna follows. I'm getting the Pfizer because I heard, you know, all my shots have been Moderna. And I heard yeah. that it's good, and to, mix it's good to mix it up. Yeah, so I'm going to get the Pfizer uh, Omicron one. 
And I'm looking forward to it because, uh, you know, even though I don't want to run out and get another fucking vaccine, I really just don't want COVID because there was a report that came out that everyone ignored about how it's damaging to your brain, like uh, it could shave 10 years off of not your life, but like you could get, uh, what is it, Alzheimer's or dementia, dementia. Oh, uh, brain I issues, cognitive that, issues. It runs in my family and my brother's had COVID twice now. Wow. Just... No, I know. I've got, I've got my own issues with it and it's, it's scary. So yeah, I really just don't want to get COVID. Um, I've been like you, been able to avoid it so far, but it's easier for me because Bob and I are, you know, we don't fucking leave the house. So <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, we're getting a little stir crazy. I mean, just we've learned, we've adapted. You know, mm-hmm. we have certain people that come over yes. and we're comfortable around maskless because right. we know that they're being cautious as well. But yeah. yeah, we've just been, we've been super diligent and super lucky yeah so far and we don't have kids and that's like everybody i mean everybody i know who yeah. has kids has gone right like, well that's hard to kids, yeah and i know there's a county here i think it's print... filthy little brats with germs all over them right <laughs> and and now that school's starting back up i heard there's prince george's county where i live where they're gonna start have they have mask mandates it's only in that particular county but i think they should be doing it across the board we'll see what happens people just don't want to deal with covid anymore so they're acting like it's not a problem even though it is so, but I, I'm I'm looking forward to at least getting the vaccine, and then um, it'll make my holiday season feel a little bit better. And hopefully, they can get their you know shit together. With Ber- Berkeley is the one who has that nose spray, and it's not available to the public now. I think they're only they're testing it now, so we're mm-hmm. we're gonna have to wait on that. But I I'm really 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 hopeful, and you know I am hopeful about the uh, the midterms. I, I it's. I know here's what's going to happen though. The night of the midterms, I'm going to have stomach problems. <laughs> this is going to be Well, I it's last be time scary. I ate an entire bag of Gooby Bears on last night and I was really about to taste the rainbow from the wrong end. It was bad. Like I was just stress eating them and yeah. they're very satisfying because they're just Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, not fun uh, because, you know, we all remember that fucking night in 2016 and it was horrible and horrifying. And at least in 2018 and in 2020, even though in 2020 for a little while we were all, you know, biting our fingernails off and freaking out. But it was like that 2021 was so scary and disappointing. And and then we were fortunate enough in 2018 because I do remember uh, what's his name? Serpent Head. What's Serpent Head's name? Why do I always forget his name? You know, he's the Democratic strategist. Uh, I think it was Bill Clinton's strategist. And now I don't remember his oh. name. Yeah, yeah, him what's from Louisiana. Uh, he's Mary Madeline's husband. Yes. Mary Madeline and I can't think of his fucking name. name. I, I, I don't him. know why I have a fucking thing with his name. Carville, James Carville. So, James Carville, uh, yeah. thank you. He predicted at the beginning of 2018 midterms that the Republicans were going to win. And I was so upset. And then he was wrong. So, so grateful that he was wrong. But, um, I, you know, I Again, mean, it's a beltway thing. Yes. Like they are programmed to only see, to only believe that things can happen that they have already seen. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. God, that's exactly it. And sometimes and, new things happen. Uh, <laughs> things happen. I mean, and this is an old man thing, too, I think. Because, like, you know, the, the Bill Clinton thing, when James Carville was running his election campaign in 92, was unprecedented. Mm-hmm. They, they, they accomplished, they busted through yes. an 11th hour surge and actually won. And it, nobody had ever seen it happen like that before. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, but it's like somehow, like, you know, 
people like James Carville, they become convinced that like Democrat, you know, whatever the party who is in the White House always loses the midterms. Yeah, you know, right. Exactly. And That's the narrative that has cemented into our lexicon. And we just go with that now. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's such a perfect example of what we do to ourselves. So it's like, let's just say you entered 10 contests and you didn't win any of those contests. That doesn't mean the 11th contest you're going to lose. You might, you <laughs> might win that one. Entering. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I, I totally get it. And it's the same thing with, you know, making music. With mm-hmm. You know, you make a band, you you do a, a record, you go with that for a while, and then maybe it doesn't work out. And you, like, you just keep, I don't know, you know, I I went through this weird thing. And I think we may have talked about this at some point when I was obsessed with cockpit video, I mean, cockpit audio of plane crashes (laughs) i don't know if i remember that (laughs) i'm so morbid that's kind of morbid like how like these people come apart under the notion under the idea that certain death is like coming Mm -hmm. like it just but one i mean pilots like they just keep trying all the way to the ground right like there's always they keep trying this rudder or this flap or try this system or jury rig this Mm -hmm. you know and you know if they didn't run out of time they probably would fix it right like and it's just like that's kind of how you have to approach life. Mm-hmm. You like even as like the plane is plunging <laughs> and going into a spin, you got, you keep fucking trying until something works. Yeah. Uh, and that's definitely my life. I keep go- I keep trying. <laughs> I keep trying new shit. And that's exactly and, what you know, it's about. We are like both in an enviable position of having like thousands of fans. You know, people listen mm-hmm. to us and there are people who like and if something awful happened to us, people would Uh oh. Something happened. That, Wait, oh, you went out. Okay. It, you, it was so weird. You said, um, if something were to happen to us, and then I heard, <sighs> I heard this weird noise. Okay. So I'm, I um, may leave that in. No, I just said people would be very upset. Yeah. Like, you know, like we were when we lost Eric Fowler. Like, right. Although I'm not as popular not as Eric Fowler. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I was going to say I'm not as popular as Eric Bowler, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's like you have, well, I mean, that's it. There are people on the internet who don't even have lots and lots of fans, but like, for instance, this one guy. No, we connected like yeah. at all. It's yeah. amazing. That, I mean, like I, I was bitching to a friend of mine, like I was happy about my song, but I was like, you know, leave it to me to wait until I'm 54 <laughs> to really hit my artistic stride. And my friend was like, some people never hit it at exactly. all. Well, I mean, that's kind of like with, I was on Days of Our Lives and you know, I always, ex- because my experience there was I wanted more than that. And I was grateful <sighs> for what I had. Moment, like, well, right. But I mean, I would always say, oh, you know, I got the lowly part, the under five or whatever. And it's like most people don't get, I was on national television for seven years. Exactly. And so I, it's like, remind yourself, okay, while you didn't get to the point where you wanted at that time, it doesn't, you know, don't discount what you actually achieved. So yeah, I kind of wish I could go back and put myself like more in the moment when I was in that band that almost made it because like I was so obsessed with what's next, right? What's next? We what's always the next are, challenge? yeah. What's the next objective? And I, 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 like you know, I was on stage in front of eight thousand people, and I was stressed about yeah. the fact that we hadn't written any new songs in months because we were on the road constantly, and like I was just not in the moment experiencing yeah. that energy like I should have been. But that's, you know, that's youth. <laughs> and it's always it's wasted, wasted on the young. On the young. <laughs> so true. But, um, yeah, I just think, I think, though, it's funny because 
when I talk to you, it feels like we could just fucking talk for 17 hours straight. But, um, but the things that, (laughs) that come up through my mind, I mean, it's like all the things that I want to bring up, but I've been on this bent lately. I'd say really since 2019, I've just been on this journey and trying I told you like I'm into that you can manifest shit and, and I haven't figured out Mm -hmm. all the ingredients yet, but I have been successful in, you know, what I consider to be inconsequential manifestations. I've been very successful at those, but it's, it's that has taken me on this journey of what I say to myself because it's gone beyond, you know, it started off, everything usually starts off when you're at a low point and I was at a very low point and I felt bad about myself and I thought, my friend said to me, she goes, well, you should manifest. You're really good at that. And I, I don't know why she said that, but it, I was a ding. I heard this little bell and I started learning about it. And I think I, I learned a lot of things that aren't necessarily true, but I kept the stuff that worked and that led to this, led to that, led to this. And it really, it just, it's so evident to me that the way we think, I mean, there are things that happen to us that we have no control over, but the only thing we do have control over is how we... Is our response. Our response yeah. and, and what we think, because what we think is really important. And I'm, I'm in the process now of changing the way I think. And, and when I say that, I mean like the whole bigger picture, because we all have a personal ideology of life. And part of... I'm part confident and part insecurity, and I'm really trying to work on that insecure. And we all are. You know, we all have insecurities and um those insecurities a a couple weeks ago at that same party where i got the ugly pictures taken with this guy who was like i met you 12 years ago and you put me on a path he's like you changed my life in one conversation he's like what i remember about you is your blazing confidence and i was Hmm. like really i'm a fucking (laughs) nervous wreck like i'm so shy inside and so insecure but like Apparently, I project yeah. confidence, which, you know, okay, But good, you do have some confidence because you know you're smart, you know you're funny, and while you might have insecurity in this area and that area, there is a part of you that recognizes that you do, you are, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, confident, funny, whatever, smart, whatever. There are, it's like, I, I know, like, I can just walk into any room and I don't care who's in there. It could literally be the most famous movie stars or I could walk into a place where nobody's known and I can just have fun and talk to anyone. It's just really easy for me. And I'm, I'm great on job interviews and I'm, I have so much confidence there. But then there's other sides of me that I will look at my body and I'll say negative things or I'll feel insecure, I'll c- compare myself to someone and I think I should have what they have or whatever it is. And so I think we're, we're just like this mix of insecurity and confidence and it's just levels on, on, you know, I think that's pretty common in creative people. Yeah. Uh, yes. Creative. And, people our, and for our, sure. our minds can be just relentless with this. I yes. Know, like, just <laughs> sometimes my, it's like I, my imaginary friend, like pistol whips me and leaves me. For <laughs> <laughs> like, my brain is just, I'm like, I really just need to be like, shut up brain before I stab you with a Q-tip. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but my my problem is that like when it starts to go bad like it was yesterday I close in on myself yeah. instead of actually doing what I need to do is like get out and be right. among people that always helps yeah doing that. something with other people or physical uh, or even just sometimes putting on music and dancing around your home you know just pulling yourself out of 
something getting something God, just to pull yourself out yeah well I and felt kind of physically it's shitty just, just like sinusy like i don't know it's allergy season i just was like Bleh. i was just yeah. awful but you know how sometimes you just need to cry right you just cry and cry yeah. and cry until you can't cry anymore and then you're just done crying you don't even want to cry anymore but you needed to get it out you need, sometimes you just need to give yourself that time to feel sorry for yourself or whatever it is and then you get over yourself i mean that's happened to me so many times where it's like i've just really had pity parties and i was the star and then you know and then you're finished <laughs> with it and then you're like okay i, I had myself and now i'm done <laughs> i gave that to myself Give yourself the gift of letting it, but but the key is pulling yourself out of you know, it. It's funny. I, I like, I was, you know, there was a period of time last fall and in the winter when my antidepressant that I'd been on for 30 years or whatever, since 1998, just pooped out on me. And I didn't realize it because I'm still taking it every day and getting, I was get, and I cried and cried and Aww. cried and cried. And, you know, I lost my cat a year ago mm. and that was mm -hmm. absolutely awful to a terrible cancer that, I mean, mm. it was all, it was gross and yeah. it was horrible and it, you know, and I just, and I still like Facebook keeps showing me pictures of him as a baby and I'm just Aww. like, please don't do this to yeah. me right now. Like, I, I miss him so much. Yeah. Um, and Ben is like, no more. Like, he's like, we have enough cats for the size of house that we're in, and we cannot get kids. Right. I'm just like, and I, I may just have to pitch a fucking tantrum and just be <laughs> like, no, I want a fucking kitten with big, fluffy white paws right now. Uh, and I'm just not okay with it. Because, I mean, it's like a part of me is just not healing about it i don't know yeah. it just really like it was so awful mm -hmm. and and it happened you know in the you know in the middle of the pandemic which is you know everything it was already so fucking stressful and upsetting and it's just i don't know it was rough, rough yeah i know i lost miranda in the middle i lost her in 2020 and it was really fucking hard and what's really hard about this one is i've lost other animals before and you know, like, for instance, Pearl was my first cat. I, not my first cat ever, but on my own. And she was 10 years older than Miranda. So she died in 2011. And, I mean, it was a couple of days. We had a couple of days where she was just hiding and doing that thing where they go off in the corner to die on yeah. their own. And, and I knew she was dying, and it was really hard. But with Miranda, it was especially hard because it was over a month. It really had started. It started, I think, in 20. I think it was 2018 or 2019 because she had a blockage and she couldn't go to the bathroom. Right. And so they gave her enemas and everything and it was ho horrible for her. She was okay for a good long time, but then it happened again and she, she was acting funny. You know, she'd get up and lay down and get up and lay down. And I knew okay, something was wrong. We may have to change the subject because I'm starting <laughs> to get upset. All right. I will change <laughs> the subject. Sorry, I'm so but sensitive about this. I understand. Uh, but, the, and, but I'll just um, say this, that it was so traumatic for me that it's been difficult to even – right now we can't get yeah. a, cat, a cat because of – it's just too hard where we live. But it scares me now. Now I'm like, hmm. Uh, that was a horrifying it, I mean, situation. But it's like having kids. It, it is. You know, it makes you a larger target. Yeah. To love anyone or anything makes you a larger target mm -hmm. for the wrath of the gods. Like it's a it's a risk that we take mm -hmm. by connecting. Mm -hmm. But if we don't right. connect, yeah, I, I always think about I mean, it like, the well, point. there's a kitten out there that needs me. And, I, and, and, and needs my love. So as much as it's scary to open yourself up to that. And I mean, I have had cats my whole life. This is the first time. So it's been more than two years now that I haven't had an animal. That's never happened in my entire life. I've had cats up until 2020. So I don't think I hard. could do that. I, I, 
I got to have them. Yeah, I know. Well, I will say this. The, what I try to focus on is, A, I don't have to clean litter boxes, which I always hated. And they're, you know, whatever. When I go to my mom's house, it's so funny because she's got Jesse and Simon. And I picked both of them out and I named both of them. But um, one <laughs> time, Jesse meowed funny. And that just triggered me. I got so scared, and it's like, oh, you know, I, th- I'm afraid that if I get another yeah, cat, and they just make a lot of weird noises. They make funny, just crazy in the noises. Course of their day, like, uh, you know, all of mine have some Siamese in them, though, and they all they have these oh, huge God, yeah. vocabularies and these crazy they noises that they make. But yeah, yeah. I used to have a Siamese no, that I mean, she would just... wait, wait, wait. I have to tell you, I had this Siamese that she would go, she would go in the other room, and she, I'm not even kidding, I'm gonna mimic her. She would go, no. And then we would go vanilla, and she'd go. <laughs> it's like she'd yeah, no, have I this that sound. weird this uh... noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I had what one the that fuck? Would run around the house and make that noise. And like a friend of mine was staying over one night. He'd never heard that. He thought my house was haunted with demons. <laughs> he was terrified, like huddled on the couch under the blanket for the rest of the night, afraid to close his eyes from the noises his cat made running around the house. And I think he knew that he was doing that. Right. Like, that was the cat that started a fire. Wow. Like, how you know, did they start the fire? How was the fire started? He jumped started? up on the table. Like, my mom was trying to slice the turkey, and he jumped up on the table and started to try to make off with a piece. Like, we were like, his name was Bob. <laughs> we were like, Bob? <laughs> so we put him out on the screened-in porch, like, with the sliding glass door, and, like, I ate my food, and I was going back to the kitchen to get another, like, you know, sort of, like, you know, re stack my plate for a mm-hmm. second round and the cat is standing there in the doorway and the box of kitchen matches is behind him on the floor in the patio blazing away oh my god like it's like the strike anywhere matches and he had just batted the box around <laughs> until it ignited and then was like let me in Fucking like cats <laughs> cats are so crazy some of them they they're hilarious so but like Makes me sad for the people who don't understand. What's I know happening, that they're like, "Isn't that sweet? It's almost like he has his own little personality." And meanwhile, <laughs> like, I'm communicating with you, you fucking idiot. La la la! I'm shredding your shirt. Hello. Like, do you understand? It's true. They know, and they're so funny, and they are so adorable. It's so funny. My dad has this dog. His name is Benny, and he is a oh god. I think he's like a he's a combination of a Labrador. And he's got short little mm. legs. He's got those short little, <laughs> kind, teeny little legs. And, and he's but a footstool dog. Yes, but he, one of his paws turns out, and so <clears throat> it's almost like he's always like standing in a dancer's pose. And he's the coolest right. fucking dog ever. And I'm just like, I, I'm really second position. I'm really bummed though because he was my uncle's dog, and my aunt had some kind of health issue, and they couldn't take care of the dog. And so they gave him to my dad and my, this fucking Benny loves my dad and my stepmom. Oh my God. He's in like his hat, but he, they just found out he's 11. And so, I mean, he's doing okay, but he's an older dog, you know, and he's, and so you know, I'm worried. They live on love. Past a they do. Age, and I have seen some old dogs. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's And crazy. he is a I mean, happy ass dog. dog. My dad's dog, Bernie, who looks like, um. What's his name? Paul Krugman, the economist. He's like a little, he's a little terrier. And if you look at him straight on, you can just totally see the beard and the eyes. It looks like Paul Krugman. But um, that's and funny. he's like 16 now. And wow. terriers don't live that long. No, they don't. But he, and he's like got diabetes and he's got, but he has this like special diet and he has his routine and his habits. He's almost blind, and, but he's the happiest dog. Yeah. He just has the best time. He's just a happy, rotten, loved 
yeah. guy, and well, he I probably just, won't be oh, here a lot longer. I but, know. Like, That's what I'm worried because when before I moved here, I was like, my dad needs a dog because his they had a dog that had died, and they didn't get a new one. And my dad has always had a dog, and so he gets Benny, and like you know, it, it really makes a difference. So I'm just you know, when Benny decides to depart. I really hope my stepmother comes in with a fucking new dog because my dad needs that. You know, he needs to have yeah. an animal well, with it him. Keeps, it's good for old people with dogs, especially because yeah. it keeps them mobile. Right. And it makes, you, you know, they're know, fun. Like they're just fun. And they are loving and they're unconditional love. And, you know, I know I just see my father's face light up with this dog. And I, and I, I see how yeah. much the dog loves everyone. And it's so funny because anytime anyone hugs, Benny yells at them. He's like, stop it! He's always <laughs> yelling at people to stop hugging. It's so cute. But, uh, and he runs and he's just, you know, he's got his fucked up paw, but he, he it's like, he, that's all he's ever known. So he doesn't really, re- I think he, I think it yeah. is sore every once in a while, but it's like he manages just fine. And um, there's just nothing like animals. But yeah. Dogs are awesome. I, I like one of the things about my dog, my, my job, for whatever reasons, I'm driving around all day and I've just, I, I encounter a lot of dogs. Yeah. And I I am like a dog rock star. <laughs> I don't know what it is. They fucking love me, especially pitbulls. Pitbulls all Aww. want to marry me. Oh, like, there's this one pitbull I see every Thursday. Like I see him in the mornings before I do the podcast. But like, he, he lives with this lady who runs a wine shop where I drop off a bunch of bread every Thursday. And we have a thing. Like we have to go in conference. Like he and he rolls over and gives me his tummy oh. so I can scratch it. And but first he comes running at me and he makes this perfect U because he's like he, he wants you to scratch his rump and he wants you to scratch his head and he can't decide which one is more important. <laughs> so he presents them both simultaneously. Like it's the cutest oh. thing. He's like a little croissant or something. He's I just love like that. Well, he's not little. He's huge right. actually. Um, yeah and. It's funny. I, I actually, when I was leaving last time, I heard uh, the lady tell this lady, tell her customer, she's like, "That dog sees a lot of people, but he loves Aww. David." That's so like, sweet. And, I'm the cat whisperer. I've always been the cat whisperer. I mean, yeah. animals love me. And you know what's so funny though? I hate saying this because it's gross, but dogs, the male dogs, every time they see me, their fucking penis comes out, and I don't know what is the deal. Like, I don't know uh, what it is I do to these yeah, dogs. They're men. But men, they, great they, men. They're they, idiots. Always. <laughs> Always with the fucking penis. Uh, you really lucked out. Like you found a really good, smart, <laughs> sensitive, straight guy. I did. Like you should hang on to him. Like, I, I, I am. <laughs> and I'm very grateful. I, I am very grateful. Um, okay, we better start wrapping up today. But I want to just first of all, I just want to say I'm so glad you reached out to me to to be on the show. And I'm like fucking a. Why didn't I think of t- inviting? To, but I knew you had a job, and so I think that's why. I wasn't um, asking It's all in you. the morning, though. It's early. It's the bakery. So bakeries okay. are a morning thing. And right. that was one of the, I, I didn't, like, I was nervous about it at first because I'm so not a morning person. Yeah. But now I'm kind of learning to be because I'm the slacker when I show up at seven. Everyone else has been there since four. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah, well, bakers, I mean, it is a it is an early morning yes, thing. Yes, like, it so is. You cannot run a real-time bakery uh and have things ready to go yeah and when people are ready to eat breakfast Mm -hmm. unless you start super early because pastries and bread Mm -hmm. there's all these this waiting and punching up right punching down the dough and letting it uh what's the word i can't remember it right now which is ridiculous but it sits out and it like fluffs up rise it rises yeah it takes like you know you start the bread the day before Mm -hmm. uh 
and yeah and it's a whole process and people don't understand like this one woman came in at like 4 59 when we closed okay. at five on a friday and was mad because there was nothing left it's like lady <laughs> hello like you're late to the party like this was hopping at 8 a.m but like we closed <laughs> at five so i mean it's a good day that we've sold everything but it's late yeah yeah she wrote a bad google review and it's like <sighs> you're coming in two minutes before right. we close on a friday well she's a fucking bitch is... <laughs> yeah. she's just a fucking bitch um all right, so before I let you go, I want you to tell everybody... Okay, so keep in mind, people, I have David's Twitter handle in the Patreon description of the show as well as the uh, song and, I believe, your Patreon. But for those of you... Right, but you can also just find it on Higher Ground. It's the song title. The name of the band is Astral Summer. It's on uh, Spotify and Apple Music and a bunch of other streaming services I've never heard of. <laughs> Uh, title. It's on title. And uh, yeah, so reach out. It's there. Reach Enjoy out. It's it. there. And uh, if you are not on um, Patreon, tell everybody what your handle is for uh, Twitter. Oh, my Twitter is uh, Compromat Band, at Compromat Band, K O M. But I, you know, that's not the band anymore. And I really need, I wonder if you can, can you? I think you can. Any of you have Twitter knowledge? reach out to me uh, because I need to figure out how to change my Twitter handle because I think there is an actual it. band now called Compromat out of France Oh, okay. Uh, that have fans and a record company and money behind them so I really need to because I keep getting tagged <laughs> in their posts and it's like it's not me it's not, it's not, yeah. I think you can do it and I'm not sure I would just for any of you people out there who would know get a hold of David but then um, also you can put it in the comments of the show, but I think you can just Google it too. We all need to get the fuck off Twitter. I don't know if you saw that, like their former security chief. Is I like, know, yeah, I saw. It's a lie. It's a I know, I saw. Streets. There's no privacy. There's no protection. There's people from Saudi Arabia working here spying. Of course. Like, <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> it's a, it's a world Thanks, where it, it's a what is it? Um, oh shit! What is that book from 1984? It's a 1984 world now. Um, yeah. So okay, Compromat Band is your name. And all the details. Except that we just completely volunteer all the information. Yes, we do. You know, we don't need a surveillance state. We don't. It's like, look what I'm eating. I know. <laughs> but anyway, here's my yes, pin code. Compromat band. Compromat band. Also and Okay. And what's your Patreon? I'm about to revamp my Patreon, so we're gonna get back to that on another. We occasion. will get back to that, although it is linked. Change so it from FYI. a podcast to a band page. Okay. Uh, so it's gonna change its name, and I will keep everyone apprised of that awesome. whenever I fucking get around to it. Because I, I'm at work every morning at seven. I'm fucking tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like swinging around fifty pound bags of flour. Yeah, well, actually, another guy that I ran into at the party was like, "Wow, you kind of bulked out," and I immediately was like, "He's saying I'm fat," and I. Like, <laughs> Rumbled in front of him, like he's like, no, not there. It's pointing at my belly. He's like here, pointing at my shoulders. And I was like, really? And I think about it. And I've been in like at a job where I do a fair amount of lifting and yeah. carrying and dragging for about a year. And yeah, I think my shoulders and arms have gotten bigger. Awesome. We'll see. There you go. There's a benefit of it. Um, 
Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter, author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. There's an extra E at the end of my name. My books are on Amazon. David, I love you. Thank you for being on the show. And higher ground Did you see, like, Kimberly Guilford was trending yesterday? It was just Kimberly, though. And for a moment, I, like, froze. (laughs) And I checked for the extra E because I was, like, worried that, you know, some right-wing asshole had decided to, like, take out a redneck. Well, you know what? If they ever do, if I ever do trend, I guarantee you I will spell, I I will guarantee, I will trend with the wrong name nicole wallace trends all the time and they spell her name wrong every time yes and it drives me nuts like folks folks two l's it it drives me nuts so i know if i were trending it would be ly i know it would be because nobody knows but anyway all right we're gonna go but again everybody go listen to david's song like the whole thing and buy it of course you know i love you and then you'll be back. So since I know you're available now, I'll invite you back more often. It won't be so long awesome. in between purchase in between purchases. <laughs> All right, take <laughs> since we last purchased. Since we last okay. purchased, take care, and uh, we will see you next time. <laughs>